Chapter Three of Mother West Wind's Children. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Laurie Ann Walden. Mother West Wind's Children by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter Three: Why Peter Rabbit's Ears Are Long. The merry little breezes of Old Mother West Wind were tired. Ever since she had turned them out of her big bag onto the green meadows early that morning, they had romped and played tag and chased butterflies, while old Mother West Wind herself went to hunt for a rain cloud which had wandered away before it had watered the thirsty little plants who were bravely trying to keep the green meadows lovely and truly green. Jolly, round, red Mr. Sun wore his broadest smile, and the more he smiled, the warmer it grew. Mr. Sun is never thirsty himself never the least little bit, or perhaps he would have helped old Mother West Wind find the wandering rain-cloud. The merry little breezes threw themselves down on the edge of the smiling pool, where the rushes grow tall, and there they took turns rocking the cradle which held Mrs. Redwing's four babies. Pretty soon one of the merry little breezes, peeping through the rushes, spied Peter Rabbit sitting up very straight on the edge of the green meadows. His long ears were pointed straight up, his big eyes were very wide open, and he seemed to be looking and listening with a great deal of curiosity. "'I wonder why it is that Peter Rabbit has such long ears,' said the merry little breeze. "'Chug-a-rum,' replied a great deep voice right behind him. All the merry little breezes jumped up and ran through the rushes to the very edge of the smiling pool. There on a great green lily-pad sat great-grandfather Frog, his hands folded across his white and yellow waistcoat, and his green coat shining spick and span. Chug-a-rum, said Grandfather Frog. Oh, Grandfather Frog, cried the merry little breezes all together, do tell us why it is that Peter Rabbit has such long ears. Grandfather Frog cleared his throat. He looked to the east and cleared his throat again. Then he looked to the west, and cleared his throat. He looked north, and he looked south, and each time he cleared his throat, but said nothing. Finally he folded his hands once more over his white and yellow waistcoat, and looking straight up at jolly, round, red Mr. Sun, he remarked in his very deepest voice, and to no one in particular, "'If I had four fat foolish green flies, it is just possible that I might remember how it happens that Peter Rabbit has such long ears. Then up jumped all the merry little breezes, and away they raced. Some of them went east, some of them went west, some of them went north, some of them went south, all looking for fat, foolish green flies for Grandfather Frog. By and by they came skipping back, one by one, to the edge of the smiling pool, each with a fat, foolish green fly, and each stopping to give Mrs. Redwing's cradle a gentle push. When Grandfather Frog had swallowed all the fat, foolish green flies brought by the merry little breezes, he settled himself comfortably on his big lily pad once more, and began. Once upon a time, very long ago, when the world was young, Mr. Rabbit, not our Peter Rabbit, but his grandfather a thousand times removed, had short ears like all the other meadow people, and also his four legs were all of the same length, just exactly the same length. Now Mr. Rabbit had a great deal of curiosity, a very great deal indeed. 
he was forever pushing his prying little nose into other people's affairs, which, you know, is a most unpleasant habit. In fact, Mr. Rabbit had become a nuisance. Whenever Billy Mink stopped to pass the time of day with Jerry Muskrat, they were sure to find Mr. Rabbit standing close by, listening to all they said. If Johnny Chuck's mother ran over to have a few minutes' chat with Jimmy Skunk's mother, the first thing they knew Mr. Rabbit would be squatting down in the grass right behind them. The older he grew, the worse Mr. Rabbit became. He would spend his evenings going from house to house, tiptoeing softly up to the windows to listen to what the folks inside were saying. And the more he heard, the more Mr. Rabbit's curiosity grew. Now, like most people who meddle in other folks' affairs, Mr. Rabbit had no time to tend to his own business. His cabbage patch grew up to weeds, his house leaked, his fences fell to pieces, and altogether his was the worst-looking place on the green meadows. Worse still, Mr. Rabbit was a troublemaker. He just couldn't keep his tongue still. And like most gossips, he never could tell the exact truth. Dear me, dear me, said Grandfather Frog, shaking his head solemnly. Things had come to a dreadful pass on the Green Meadows. Reddy Fox and Bobby Coon never met without fighting. Jimmy Skunk and Johnny Chuck turned their backs on each other. Jerry Muskrat, Little Joe Otter, and Billy Mink called each other bad names, all because Mr. Rabbit had told so many stories that were not true. Now when Old Mother Nature visited the Green Meadows, she soon saw what a dreadful state all the meadow people were in, and she began to inquire how it all came about. "'It's all because of Mr. Rabbit,' said Reddy Fox. "'No one is to blame but Mr. Rabbit,' said Striped Chipmunk. Everywhere Old Mother Nature inquired, it was the same. Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Rabbit. So then Old Mother Nature sent for blustering great Mr. North Wind, who is very strong, and she sent for Mr. Rabbit. Mr. Rabbit trembled in his shoes when he got Old Mother Nature's message. He would have liked to run away and hide, but he did not dare do that, for he knew that there was nowhere he could hide that Mother Nature would not find him sooner or later. And besides, his curiosity would give him no peace. He just had to know what Old Mother Nature wanted. So Peter Rabbit put on his best suit, which was very shabby, and set out for the Lone Pine to see what Old Mother Nature wanted. When he got there, he found all the little people of the Green Meadows and all the little folks of the Green Forest there before him. There were Reddy Fox, Johnny Chuck, Striped Chipmunk, Happy Jack Squirrel, Mr. Black Snake, Old Mr. Crow, Sammy Jay, Billy Mink, Little Joe Otter, Jerry Muskrat, Spotty the Turtle, Old King Bear, his cousin Mr. Coon, and all the other little people. When he saw all who had gathered under the lone pine, and how they all looked crossly at him, Mr. Rabbit was so frightened that his heart went pit-a-pat, 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 and he wanted more than ever to run away. But he didn't dare to. No, sir, he didn't dare to. And then he was so curious to know what it all meant that he wouldn't have run if he had dared. Old Mother Nature made Mr. Rabbit sit up on an old log where all could see him. Then, in turn, she asked each present who was the cause of all the trouble on the Green Meadows. And each, in turn, answered, Mr. Rabbit. 
Mr. Rabbit, said Old Mother Nature, you are lazy, for your cabbage patch has all gone to weeds. You are shiftless, for your house leaks. You are a sneak, for you creep up where you are not wanted and listen to things which do not concern you. You are a thief, for you steal the secrets of others. You are a prevaricator, for you tell things which are not so. Mr. Rabbit, you are all these, a lazy, shiftless sneak, thief, and prevaricator. It was dreadful. Mother Nature paused, and Mr. Rabbit felt, oh, so ashamed. He did not look up, but he felt, he just felt, all the eyes of all the little meadow people and forest folk burning right into him. So he hung his head, and two great tears fell, splash, right at his feet. You see, Mr. Rabbit wasn't altogether bad. It was just this dreadful curiosity. Old Mother Nature knew this, and down in her heart she loved Mr. Rabbit, and was, oh, so sorry for him. Mr. Rabbit, continued Old Mother Nature, because your curiosity is so great, your ears shall be made long, that everyone who sees you may know that it is not safe to talk when you are near. Because you are a sneak and steal up to people unseen, your hind legs shall be made long, so that whenever you sit up straight you will be tall, and everyone can see you, and whenever you run you will go with great jumps, and everyone will know who it is running away. And because you are shiftless and your house leaks, you will hereafter live in a hole in the ground. Then Old Mother Nature took Mr. Rabbit by his two ears, and big, strong Mr. Northwind took Peter Rabbit by his hind legs, and they both pulled. And when they put him down, Peter Rabbit's ears and his hind legs were long, many times longer than they used to be. When he tried to run away to hide his shame, he found that the only way he could go was with great jumps, and you may be sure he jumped as fast as he could. And ever since that long-ago time, when the world was young, rabbits have had long ears and long hind legs, all because of the curiosity of their grandfather a thousand times removed. And now you know why Peter Rabbit's ears are long, and why he is always sitting up and listening, concluded Great-Grandfather Frog. Thank you, thank you, Grandfather Frog, shouted all the merry little breezes, and raced away to help Old Mother West Wind drive up the wandering rain cloud, which she had found at last. End of chapter 3